0: Grow Yourself and Grow Your Marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode
1: number 124.
0: All right, guys. So on today's episode, we're actually doing a follow-up to episode 123 which was all about expectations and here's and
1: how to handle them right
0: gracefully right so here's here's how i want to introduce this it felt like when we did the expectations episode we were feeling good we felt like we had a formula that we could go through if you haven't listened to it yet listen to it episode 123 now here's the problem when we woke up the next morning we we felt like it was almost an it was almost a spiritual attack of how many missed expectations there were and so what did it result in a massive amount of anger
1: just yeah just utter and total frustration almost it was almost magnified by the fact that we had just done the episode so we knew that we needed to follow our own advice and we knew how to handle it but we did not expect this to happen so if you remember Chris was talking about how he did not get the stomach bug that Mm -hmm. everybody was getting through. We're like, awesome. Our vacation's ready to go. Chris woke up the next day sick. Yep. And we were ready. You know, we had all these plans. We didn't have like set plans. We we do loose plans on vacation because we have five kids. But yeah, Chris woke up sick and it was just off to the races i was trying to juggle all the kids in the house now i juggle them all day every day at at our house but i'm telling you what it's a whole different ball game at a cabin with three sets of wooden stairs and a bunch of things you don't want them to break or mess up because you know you want your deposit back exactly so uh that that's how that day started
0: yeah i literally slept like close to 18 hours between between the previous evening after after we stopped and went to bed, I slept 18 hours, just on and off for the most part. So yeah, it was all Jana. She was doing her thing. The kids were extra crazy. It was absolutely asinine, the things that were happening. And and the things that were happening were like we would we would look at one of our girls and say, Hey, do not interrupt mom while she's rocking the babies so we can take a nap. Therefore the babies fall asleep. And we can hang out with you guys in the hot tub or we can play a game or build a gingerbread house or whatever. So we have all these plans for the girls. And we feel this immense guilt that the boys are young and ruining the girls' time. Let's just be real. And so basically, we're just looking into their little faces like, hey, do not go in no matter what. Ask dad. Don't ask mom. You know what I mean? And throughout this entire vacation, they have been Going in and waking the boys up while Jana is rocking them
1: to ask me for a snack to ask for dumb stuff <laughs> or stuff like, like that.
0: Dude, I lost my head. I literally lost my head. Like, I it was one of those moments where you're so frustrated, you grab your own head and you just like press into it, and you're like, I can't understand why your brain could not comprehend what I said, and yeah, it just made me super angry, super. I haven't felt uh, an anger and a rage with behavioral discipline and just conversations with our girls in a long time, the way I felt it the other day. And that that's where a lot of this is stemming from because we felt really convicted because both of us at the end of the night, you know, the girls are asleep and you're looking at them and their sweet little faces and you're Don't
1: like, Don't tell oh, my part. Man. That's my story. Oh,
0: okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But usually do say that, don't you? But yeah, now we just feel this immense guilt. So we talk to each other and we're just both like, oh my gosh, we both just blew it. Like we actually blew it. Our girls just feel like we're just angry individuals. And so that's where all this stems from, guys, because the next morning we wake up and we're like, we need stewarded, you know, we, we need solutions to our anger. And that's where this whole thing stems from.
1: That's we got to get to the root of it because I'm sure somebody's listening. Like, how could your kids interrupting nap time make you so? Oh, there's more frustrated. It goes, yeah, there, it's just so much more than that because it takes a long time to get two toddlers <laughs> to sleep, and our intentions of getting them to sleep was one because they need their naps, but two so we could spend more quality time with the girls doing the stuff that the boys are too chaotic to be around. But I saw a quote that day too that was talking about and I'm probably going to botch it but they're talking about how it doesn't matter how good your intentions are your kids are going to remember or anybody really is going to remember how you made them feel and that was super convicting at the end of the night whenever you know everybody's sleeping and calmed down so I had to (laughs) I had to rein myself in and also apologize to Chris because I was mad at him for being sick you know we I had my expectations we're gonna go do fun stuff today and I felt myself getting really frustrated because I'm like man you can't be that sick like you, you can't be that sick be sick all day and I'm chasing the boys and I'm frustrated that he's getting to sleep and I mean let's be real we all know moms don't get to actually sleep 18 hours when they're sick it's just the name of the game
0: i'm telling you you women have never experienced the man flu because (laughs) of that right right right, you you don't know what we go through so (laughs) many women
1: just turned you (laughs) off right now um but i did i did though i did midday decide that i was being you know I, i was being attacked after the message that we Delivered the day before. And I did take our advice for a minute. I just kind of want to talk about how I did that because it did help.
0: But don't give it away because the people who haven't listened to it would have to go back. Well,
1: yeah, this is, well, I, yeah, because the people who listen to 123, I need them to hear how I was able to put it into place. Okay. Okay. So I was frustrated. I was frustrated with the kids because they were whining and upset, which let's be real. If I was disappointed that we weren't going to get to go have fun, like imagine how much more a child is going to be disappointed. So we need to recognize that. Oh, you definitely threw a fit. I did. I did, and then I, but like I said, I got even more mad at myself because I'm like, I know how to handle this, so you just threw me off. Stop. Oh, sorry. Um. So, anyways, I remembered my own advice that we took the other day about throwing the boys in the bathtub. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to put on my bathing suit and I'm going to get these boys. There's a huge jacuzzi tub here. We're going to go get in the water and I'm just going to loosen up and play with them. I cranked up some worship music and I just was able to ask God to help me reframe the situation. I'm like, we're still on vacation. We're still in a, ca- in a cabin in the mountains. It could be worse. We could all be throwing up or this could be all for the whole week, you know what I mean? Um, and just that's how I was able to kind of rein it. And then I worked out and just tried to do what I could to but then you caught another belly. Enjoy our time. But yeah, but then you just kept sleeping and I was like, No all right, all
0: right, I'm done. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't see straight. Yeah. I, I sat up and I was like, man, everything is it was like my equilibrium was just off. I could not see straight. I didn't know what was going on. I was just way out of it. Anyway, But then, yeah, I remember, so you apologized to me, right? But then, like, the chaos just kept ensuing. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And we always give you guys these a million details, and I feel like it takes, like, 17 to 20 minutes to do that. So just trust us when we say just all the things went wrong. And we both just remained super angry into the evening. And right before we put the girls to bed, they wanted to. We had, we'd promised them, you know, we we're going to do a gingerbread house and all that stuff. And then the boys woke up again. And oh, because they were being too loud. Though. Yeah. Right. That's right, right. what you got frustrated about. Yes, I was frustrated. The girls want to get in the hot tub all day long. And we finally broke. Okay, cool. You guys can get in the hot tub. The boys are going to be sleep and then mom will come out and we'll spend some time together and stuff. And I was like, but girl, if you get in the hot tub, you can't be loud. Like, here's the rule. You can't be super, super loud. You can have fun, but don't be super loud. Cause they're just over the top. When you have three girls as close in age as they are, you got the one who is she never stops talking. So each of the girls, in, if if they want to get a word in, they have to talk over her, and then she elevates her voice. And then when they're goofing off, they're just always screaming and squealing. They're just loud human beings. I don't know how our little girls just so when no, it's just little girls. Oh my little gosh. girls scream. Dude, That's just so loud. <laughs> yeah. Girls. So I was just trying to set the boundaries. Like, dude, we can't wake the boys up. So they get in the hot tub. They break my rule, I get them out of the hot tub, they stand in front of me, they're freezing their butts off, I'm like, listen, you're gonna go back in the hot tub, but listen, one more chance, one more chance, I'm gonna sit here on the rocking chair, and you guys cannot be loud, and as soon as they got in, it wasn't 10 seconds, this massive, like, I don't care what you said, dad, squeal comes out, and I was just like, oh my gosh, girls, come on, I was like, get out of the hot tub, and they were crying and freaking out, and, you know, then mom finally comes up. Plans are getting in the hot tub, and all the plans are falling through. And the girls are just frustrated. And then the boys wake up again. And it's just uh. well, and that's
1: just that's one of those really hard parenting moments where it's ruining your plans too to discipline them. Like they had to be right disciplined right. for blatantly disobeying yeah. you. But it's just it stunk because it also. Affected your plans. I felt so sad and so guilty because I knew all day long, because they, they kept asking, "Why can't we do this?" But I'm like, "Because if we were at home, I would have a place to put the boys, but because we're not at home and Daddy's sick, I can't. I can't. You know, I can't leave yeah. them inside while I take you out to the hot tub, or they will destroy the gingerbread house. I already know how that's gonna go. Oh yeah. And so, it, yeah, it was and one they're of those
0: capable w- of being of, of controlling their voice and being quiet. So yeah, yeah just it just all the things it was disappointing.
1: Through. But but then of course, as all of us do, we know when your child is sleeping, suddenly you are able to just calm down and forget all the reasons you were mad. I see, I came out of the bathroom and I see all three girls sleeping up in this cute little loft thing up here. And I just like stared at their faces and felt sad. I was just like, God, help, help us, help Chris and I to handle them better, to not show this frustration with them when we are frustrated. And um, I don't know. I just kind of, I just prayed over them and asked for forgiveness and asked God to help us, (laughs) which I think, Oh, that's what I wanted to tell because it was a good, good. I feel like God kind of like
0: convicted you.
1: Yeah. I felt, I felt as if he dropped this on my mind of he loves our children even more than we do right he literally is loaning them to us here on earth to guide and shepherd and steward them and i've heard that before conceptually but i actually felt it in that moment of him being like i love these kids more than you and so (laughs) it was super convicting because think about it if a grandparent or an adult of any type scolded any of our kids the way you scolded them in a in a sinfully angry way would it not hurt you or upset you I can't I mean I I don't even like when you do it I don't like when I do it so I can't imagine seeing another person who's supposed to love and shepherd our children being sinfully angry with them and so to know that God loves them even more than we do it just was kind of an aha moment of how's that hurting God's heart when we are wrongly showing anger to our children or to our spouse. Yeah. And so that really, really tugged on me and I just prayed over them. And then, and I think that prayer led to the resources that came along the next morning.
0: Yeah. Because I woke up and the next morning I felt much better. And so I let her sleep a little bit, and I started cleaning the kitchen and everything. I was feeling much, much, much better. And then we finally got some time to just step away. And I was just telling her I was really, really frustrated with both of our reactions to our kids yesterday. And I was just, man, let's get in the Bible and let's figure out why we were so mad. And and what, how can we be shepherded this morning and understand you know, the difference between sinful anger and righteous anger, because I'll constantly go to our kids and say, I'm sorry for yelling at you, but, and I don't mean to say, but I had a reason to scold you. My delivery was way too aggressive. So I'm sorry about that, but I did need to correct you. So I'm not sorry for correcting you. I'm sorry for how it came out, Mm -hmm. which sometimes I think brings a mixed message to our kids. They're like, oh, he's sorry. That means he wasn't supposed to even talk to me. So if I could master this control and not being so sinfully angry at my kids, then they would see that, oh, I did something wrong and dad's trying to correct me and mom's trying to correct me. Like there is no ands or buts about it, right? So we get into scripture and we are looking at resources on YouTube and stuff. And so rather than us just spew this stuff out out at you, we do have some clips today that we wanted to share and kind of talk over of some things that came up for us. And we were just like, man, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's see what God's teaching us through these. So we're going to play, uh, this first clip by Rick Thomas. And we found this on YouTube. It, it, it's a YouTube channel called life over coffee. It seems like this, it's this pastor or something that, that it just has a lot of wisdom, life wisdom. And, uh, we learned some really good things from it. So I want to play the clip, and then we will cover some of the things we learned and uh, kind of continue the conversation. All right, so in this clip, Rick covers James 4, and I want to, want to read it really quick. So he he's kind of breaking this down and talks about the spectrum of anger and there's some really convicting stuff in here, but real quick. So James four, what causes quarrels? What is it? One through one through two. Yeah. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have. So you murder you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. So, this was interesting because th- this isn't always physical murder. And I think what he says here is really, really awesome. Um, first off, and I actually skipped a part of the clip, but I'll I'll play this part and then we will uh, kind of backtrack. As far as anger, a good way to think about it, anger is a greater than, better than attitude that looks down on other individuals. Maybe a good way for you to think about it is anger doesn't come from a position of humility, meaning you are below somebody and you're looking up to them. That's not how anger works. In order for you to be angry with someone, you have to elevate yourself above them so that you can look down on them and then manifest whatever anger that you that you typically manifest toward other people. And so anger begins with a self-righteous, arrogant, lifted-up heart, and then it manifests as some form of anger. Now the irony... Crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Self
1: righteous, arrogant, lifted up heart. I mean, I don't want that kind of heart.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It was it was super convicting to to realize that even even our posture over our kids and the anger that's coming within us, you know, kinda kinda like James talks about is like your desires aren't being met. My desires aren't being met. Self centered. It is. It is self centered. Um, and and we'll get to righteous anger in a bit where You'll see the difference because there is still reason to be angry. But but this right here is interesting because um, Rick actually goes into this spectrum of anger that I found super convicting. And he, he takes this verse and talks about the murder side of it, right? And he says, now look, there's the physical murder where you have loud anger, where you're hating somebody or it's verbal abuse or, or, you know, you have a short fuse or you're cursing at somebody. Um, you, you're yelling, you're just flipping out. Right. And then you have subtle anger, which is the same as murder, but it's murder in the sense of like the physical murder is I don't want you to exist. So I'm murdering you. Right. The subtle anger is I'm going to act like you don't exist. Right? So we would never murder our children. But this subtle anger part really got me. Dismissiveness. Huffing under your breath. Negativity. Bitterness. Bitterness. I said miss. Bitterness. Apathy. Impatience. Criticalness. Cynicism. Gossip. Eat. Even between our kids, which is interesting, right? <laughs> um Disappointment. Mm. That literally like describes me as a parent. If I were to tell you guys, like my biggest weaknesses as a human being, it is how I react to my kids. And it is absolutely 100% subtle anger. I'm very dismissive, which is sad. And my kids need me to not be dismissive.
1: You know, that's just like, that's making me sad. I know,
0: I know. I'm very dismissive. I'm always just like, oh, you screwed up. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? I'm very apathetic. I, I am, I'm not, I'm not good when they get hurt and things like that. Like, I don't know if it was how I grew up or what, but I'm not good when they get hurt. I'm always like, oh yeah, you'll be fine tomorrow. Brush it off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very critical. I'm like the king of provoking my kids. You know what I mean? And, as vulnerable as it is to say, like, I look at those things. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how could you even say I'm a good dad? You know what I mean? Like it it, it really, really wrecks me to realize that this verse is talking about subtle anger and the things that we do that would make the other person feel like, I don't want you to be here is super extreme. But all of those qualities just were massively convicting to me.
1: I feel like I have to defend you in a way and say that you're not like that all the time. Those are just the things you struggle with because you're you're making it sound like you are just not present father at all.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. What I'm saying is in the moments where I am angry, I am those things, right? And I think my my routines with the kids sometimes – sometimes I hold a grudge against them because I'll get off work and I see how stressed you are. Right. And I'll say to the girls all the time, like you ruined mom's day. So now I'm going to run your day. You know what I mean? Which is like a super not good thing to say when I'm in a good mood. I realize, like, nah, I really shouldn't say that. That's not, that's not very nice. You know what I mean? But sometimes you'll just be massively stressed about something or it's just total chaos. And it, really triggers me and frustrates me and then my attitude for the kids are like dad play with me this that and the other i'm like "Nah, i'd rather clean the kitchen i'd rather do this i'd rather do that like mom needs me to take some stress off of her you know let me sweep the floor let me clean the kitchen let me do the dishes whatever you know what i mean and and the girls get the short end of the stick because i'm angry with them because i am subtle anger i'm not loud anger i'm subtle anger which i think is more hurtful in the long end the long run
1: well just like you and I were talking about yesterday, it is simply because our position as parents, as their earthly parents, is to be an example of what the Heavenly Father is to them and to us. And so, especially you as the male head in the house, they, they are all going to look to you in your example of parenting and loving and guiding them. And at least until they're adults and figured out themselves, uh, understand God in that way, in his fatherly role, however they see you as a father Um, and, and me as a mother. But obviously we talked about, you know, the male aspect. And so that's, what's really hard is that's a, that's a lot of pressure. On you, and I think a lot of your frustration, and this is what we kind of talked about earlier, comes from the intent of wanting them to be good and grow up the, in the right way, and to grow up to love Jesus and stuff. Like your your mind, your intentions are right. It's just, I I think you really take it to heart when you see them not doing those things right now. Like you're really good at looking at the future, but you're very much so right now with their behaviors don't you think
0: yeah i it's interesting you say that because when i define <clears throat> excuse me when i define success for my family and my kids right if you were to be like what is successful to you i remember i was at a, a big coaching program in san diego and like the guy grabbed told everyone to grab a journal and he's like define success for you over the next 10 years I just kept writing down these things, and I I ran a gym at the time. And so, you know, first to start with, okay, cool, I have a building, and this is what our revenue is and stuff. And then after like three or four lines, I just went ham, and I started crying. I'm not a crier. I started crying, just writing down, like, success to me is, like, shepherding my wife and my kids to heaven. Success to me, like, it'd be great if my kids grew up and they were, and they, and they had, you know, skills and ways to impact the world and, and, and they really, and they were really assertive with their life and very purposeful. That would be awesome. Right. But if they don't make it to heaven, like that's all, that that's a wash. I failed. I literally failed. And so, yes, I feel so deeply that I want our kids to understand why they're disobeying and I want them to understand how fruitful a life is in a relationship with Jesus and, that is my main motivation, right? It'd be cool if they're successful by the world standards, but that that means nothing to me. It doesn't matter how much money I make. doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter what culture does because there's plenty of healthy, fit, wealthy, miserable people out there, yep. right? And so spiritually, where are they? And that does define success for me. And so, yes, I feel the weight of that all the time. And I think that's where my... Anger shows because I'm like, oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. And that's where my huff under the breath comes from. That's where my criticalness comes from. So I'm I'm letting my anger out in the worst way, which James 4, again, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you. Is it not this, that your passions are at war with you? So my passion for my kids to be saved and do the right things and my desire. So I desire and I don't have because they're not—they're not saved yet, and they're not doing what they're supposed to do all the time, right? So you murder, you covet, and you know these passions are at war within you, right? So you desire, you murder, you covet because you cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel, and so there it is—the well, subtle you cannot anger. Cannot obtain for me. Yeah, you cannot obtain. I can't, I can't get them to do. It's not just that, that
1: though; it's that you can't obtain how you want the day to flow. You're so right. you're so used to being in control of your schedule right. and your time and and when you have children, you can you can't obtain that. You can't choose how our days are going to go and we can't control them like little, you right. know, what are those marionettes are those yeah. those called? Yeah. We can't do that. So it's hard because you just want them to do the right thing. Um and so, yeah. So one of the things we talk about on this show all the time is just you have to start with self-awareness yes that's true no matter how much our show shifts or not you, you have to be self-aware so we're coming to you saying we're aware of our problems in these areas and maybe you're like guys I don't feel that way towards my kids I I, I don't really get that mad at my kids I, it's my spouse that I'm mad at it's my spouse that I feel that kind of frustration with it's my spouse that I'm huffing at when I've got a you know put his dish into the dishwasher when I just cleaned it and he put it in the sink or, you know, it's my spouse that I'm rolling my eyes at or, or stomping to get his attention as he's scrolling on his phone and I'm drowning with the kids. You know, this all applies. This all, this all applies. You can, you can take it to your own situation and kind of see the most important thing is it doesn't matter who you're angry with. What matters is that if you have anger in your heart, you've got to work through it and that's what we're trying to do here and so that's why we realized and we learned through this you know there's a sinful type of anger which is the fleshly which is the you know self righteous i'm above you type feeling which quick aside that's why i always tell chris and i always try to get down on our kids level when you're upset with them to talk to them
0: and the pride it. in me does not want to do it
1: yeah. And but it does it does make a difference. It's so easy to scold and scream and yell from across the room or from a, an elevated place. But it's way different if you're looking into their little faces because
0: I would argue we'll get knee problems by the time Chris, we're come forty on. because we'll be bending down so many times during the day. I don't gotta bend down that <laughs> far.
1: I can just squat a little bit. But we did we had done a program, actually a parenting program, and they said to take your, when you're, when you're trying to discipline them, to take your little one's hands and put them on your face because it really does something hormonal and causes you to kind of just calm. It's hard to be angry in the face of a child like that. So that that was just a quick aside. So, yes,
0: but it is important. And I want to be held accountable to doing that because, because that, that is the posture, right? So, we're looking through the scripture, we're looking through what would and that is the posture. So I'm 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 six foot, they're like three foot one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And so like I'm a giant to them. I remember Lena used to call me the giant. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, funny. so yeah. And then she met James. Exactly. Right. But <laughs> so yeah. We need to clear your throat button. <laughs>
1: I think too, how much more loved do you feel if somebody's taking the time to come down on your level and talk to you face to face rather than you know, from across the room or above them or whatever. So I think that's a yeah. point, an important little hey, star this in your mind or if you're taking notes. If you're taking notes, it's yeah. pretty solid. Right. It's hard to take notes so,
0: to listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're driving. Don't don't take notes. Yeah. So now let's shift to righteous anger Uh, and we found a really good little tidbit on righteous anger from a youtube channel called right response ministries and it was a clip so the pastor didn't really mention his name or anything but there's some really really good things he said um and i want to play the clip real quick and then we will kind of cover that
1: okay so now we're going to talk a little bit about righteous anger because guess what not all anger is bad.
0: We were just ready to go for the clip, sorry. Oh, okay. I heard it said righteous anger. And you did? Yeah. Yeah. You pulled a Chris. You like spaced out a little bit. That happens. <laughs> I was thinking about what I was going to say. I don't think you've ever done that. <laughs>
1: never? I've uh, never spaced out.
0: On the, on the podcast, I don't think you've ever been pulled a me and been like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> Maybe. That's because I'm fine. a good listener. Okay. So this is a righteous anger clip and then we'll have you cover it. Righteousness is not the absence of anger. I'll say it like this. Righteousness is anger for the right things in the right measure at the right time.
1: So, righteous anger is for the right things at the right measure at the right time. There are things that we are allowed to be angry about, and those are only the things that God hates and God is angry about. Because guess what? I don't know if you've ever read your Bible. Jesus flipped tables righteously angry whenever people were doing wrong things so he goes on to talk about um this pastor goes on to talk about what do we get angry about how quickly do we get angry and at what degree is our anger those are things to kind of walk through when you're trying to decide if your anger is righteous or not
0: yeah so let's just take a scenario right so The thing I got angry about the other day, I was so angry that the girls kept coming in on you when you were rocking the boys. The degree, is that that the next one? How quickly. Okay. How quickly I got angry was, you know, they had to do it three or four times. but, But in that moment when I heard her on the second floor, I was on the third floor. She was on the second floor. I heard her little voice in there. And then... She walks up the steps, I was like, Lena, did you go in there? And of course her face drops and she admits like yeah, she went in there. And I was like, Why would you do that? You know what I mean? So or zero to ten. I went probably like zero, zero to eight. seven. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then what degree? What degree was your anger at?
0: I think that was that that's was, what that was the zero to seven, but how quickly I did it, right? So so that's what I was angry about. I was pretty quickly angry because it was fuming in me that she would do that after I had that long conversation with her. Kind of like we also said, oh, the kids are getting in the hot tub. Baby, don't wake up. So the kids are getting in the hot tub. Don't come down the steps, girls. You know, we have three staircases here at this cabin and it's very slippery. If you let water get on the steps, sure enough, Lola falls down the steps. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we get angry about these things very quickly And then the degree of anger was very high for me. It was very, very high.
1: Well, if you hear a little snot-nosed baby, it's because he woke up. But did you want to say hello? Uh, But that's okay because you know what? We're going to give you a second episode.
0: Yeah, we're going to launch both of these at the same time. So this is episode 124. 125 will be right behind it. Right. Available for you. And uh, so what we've covered today, sorry, the baby's gonna be in the mic for a sec, but what we've covered today is the sinful anger piece of this puzzle. And we will relay back to it and put mm-hmm. sinful and righteous anger together in the next episode.
1: And I think, yeah. And then we're just going to go into a little more of how to assess if it's sinful and righteous. And then you might be like, okay, Chris and John, this is cool. Now I know that I have sinful anger. What the heck do I do with it? We're going to tell you how to respond.
0: Yep. All right. So, till next time. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Don't worry about it. We'll do the next episode. <laughs>